It's fashionable to talk about failure these days. People write books about failing fast, failing cheap, and tell their failure stories to talk show hosts, probably in an effort to sell more books. But seriously, is failure really a thing? Wouldn't success be better? This show is all about separating hype from fundamental change. I'm Paul Jarley, Dean of the College of Business here at UCF. I've got lots of questions. To get answers, I'm talking to people with interesting insights into the future of business. Have you ever wondered, is this really a thing? On to our show. I'm at war with helicopter parents. They're the people who hover around their children in an attempt to ensure that they never skin their knees. This is a losing battle. And when it happens, as it always does, students who were told that they are special, who have never experienced failure or adversity, panic. Some fold. We challenge students in the College of Business to get out of their comfort zone, to take risks, and to try new things. New endeavors are especially fraught with danger. You can't fear failure if you're going to succeed here. So we have a failure competition in the college each semester to destigmatize failure, to have students tell their failure stories, what they learned from it, and most importantly, that there is life on the other side. People survive failure. Some even learn how to thrive. Today, you're going to hear from three finalists in this semester's failure competition. These are students who are willing to tell their story in public for the benefit of others. At the end of the podcast, we will tell you how you can vote to help us determine the winner. On to their stories. Thank you, Dean Jarley. I am Kevin Velasquez, an accounting student here at UCF. And my story takes me back to 2013. I enlisted right out of high school in the military. And in 2013, I got promoted as a non-commissioned officer. I was very excited since it was a job that I had worked for a long time. And I got transferred as a helicopter inspector. When I get transfer, most of my peers are in their late 30s, mid 30s. I'm only 22 years old by that time. Uh, I get ready to start working. I try my best. And as time goes on, my peers are very excited with my work that I have done so far. The time comes and it's time to go head back toward our home station. And uh, my senior asked for volunteers who want to take part on recovering the aircraft that we ha were having coming to the port. And I'm like, this is my chance to prove that even though I'm young, I can step up and take a challenge. And I was like, okay, I volunteered. And as soon as I volunteered, I see his face full of doubt. And he's looking at me like, I, I know you just got here, but let me see if somebody else wants to volunteer. And I waited, nobody else wanted to volunteer. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I guess it's up to you. So uh, a couple months passed by and we're already back at Texas at Fort Hood. That's where we were stationed at. And the time has come and we're ready to go uh, recover the aircraft that were coming in. Day one gets on, we're there early in the morning. And as soon as we started, that we thought we were gonna start at work, we got noticed that we had to be accompanied by port workers. And then port workers are strict on their union rules. And nothing against that, that they, they fought for that. But coming from the military, like we could go on working for more than 12, 13, 14 hours a day. And what could have took one day, it took three days to complete, just unloading aircraft from a boat. We couldn't stay there at night either because after dark, they won't let them go work. The time comes back, and then as we start finishing unloading them, 
we noticed that the records for the flight records and maintenance records were electronic and nobody charged the logbooks. And they had no chargers shipped with them either. So I called during the night where they had the database to try to recreate all the forms, all the records, so we can have something to work in the morning. Uh, three days passed by and I'm like, I need to sleep. I can't take this anymore. I don't want to put anybody's safety in because after all, I'm the one signing and letting them go and fly. And I call my senior, I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I have to tap out. And he goes and is like, don't worry, I'll send somebody. The next day, took two days, The second, uh, another peer of mine came in, way more experienced. And then as soon as he got in, I was like, I was trying to apologize. I'm, like, I'm very sorry that I had to put you through this, but I needed some help. He's like, don't worry, we'll get it done and we'll head back. He came in, we got it all done, safe. Uh, we didn't had any major issues. And as soon as we came back, my senior looked to me and said, I am very pleased with what you have done. And I'm like, wow. Inside, I'm like, okay, a little bit of my confidence came back. And he said, I knew it couldn't be done by one person. I just let you and to see if you would have cut corners to make yourself look good or admit that you can't handle it and ask for help. And that's what I... I noticed, I was like, that's why he's the senior. He has the experience and he knows what uh, decisions to make. And how has that impacted your thinking long-term, do you think, uh, that experience? I think even though if I'm not sure if I can do it, I will try it, I would always go for it, but in the end, never cut a corner and don't put anybody else safety or, or any other thing before yourself. Okay, thank you. Patrice, I'm going to let you tell your story. Yes, hi. My name is Patrice Sinaeus, and then my, I am managing and um, getting a bachelor in management. Okay, my story started out is uh, pretty much uh, 19 years ago. <laughs> uh, my first semester at UCF was back in 20, uh, 2000, spring of 2000. I started UCF. Uh, to actually measure on the management information at that time. So my first semester here, uh, there was a job fair. I went to it, and I got an internship with Walgreens Pharmacy. So I did, the, I did that internship that summer, and then right after the internship, I got, ex, uh, I got, I got an offer for an assistant, uh, assistant manager position job with, with, with Walgreens after that. So I did that. So at that point, it was like a requirement to work 44 hours a week for that position. So, I, okay, I'm like, okay, I can do it. Also, I wanted to, I wanted to come to school full time, you know, talking about 12, 15 hours, you know, a semester. So I did that. You know, it was a struggle between balancing work and school. So I did that for a few semester. Then I got another promotion <laughs> to an assistant, assistant store manager position. Then I went from working 44 hours to a salary position at that point, which required me to work at least at that time. It was around like pretty much you averaging, you know, at least 60 hours a week. So I'm like, okay. Is it, and then I needed that job. So I'm like, okay, is it a school or work? So I stopped coming to school and just pretty much work. So I continued working and everything. Then like two years later, I got another, I got another promotion to store manager. Okay, I'm like, okay, I'm good. You know, the money was really good, good benefits and everything. 
then pretty much my hours, my workload pretty much keep getting increasing, increasing every every time because now you have more responsibility, you know. You're in charge of your own units, everything, you want to make sure everything going well. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I have the job, I have my dream job, you know, I'm making the money. Maybe school is just really not the priority anymore. So I just pretty much, you know, not thinking about school. So in uh, 2005, I tried. I'm like, okay, maybe I can come back to school. <laughs> so I did that. I think I did like one or two semester again. I'm like, okay, this is not working because I was working like pretty much uh, all day. I would try to come to school at nighttime and then trying to, you know, because you, you get a lot of group assignment and stuff to do and sometimes they want to meet during daytime. The scheduling wasn't working for me. So I'm like, okay. Let me stop again. So I stopped school and just keep, keep the job. So I'm like, okay, at that point, I, had, I thought I had my dream job. I'm like, okay, I can work maybe 30 years for the, you know, for the company and stuff. At that time, I figure, okay, I'm doing the time. I'm looking at the timeline. And I think, okay, in 30 years, I'll be 55. I can retire pretty much. Maybe I don't need a college degree anymore. <laughs> so I did that. And then pretty much my job was pretty much my priority. I want to make I wanted to make sure I, I can put as much time as possible, get everything right, and then uh, and it was a lot of stress, it had a lot of pressures because you're a store manager. The good you have to deal with the good, the bad, and everything. So I'm like, okay, I just wanted to make sure that I can keep the job uh, for at least 30 years, at least that, and then just retire from that. Then I neglect. I was at taking time off when I needed to. Sometimes I feel tired or sick or anything. I'm like, okay, maybe it's just, you know, maybe it's just, it's just the stress that comes with the job. No big deal. I'm not paying attention. I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not doing anything like that. I'm like, okay, I got the job. I'm good. So to cut the show is short. Like in 2015, I end up losing my vision. So when I lost my vision, I, 15 years into the job, I lost the job too. So now I don't have the, you know, I don't have the vision to pretty much do the job anymore. So I'm like, okay. So I feel like everything just got crushed. I'm like, okay, what do I do now? I do not have a college degree. The job that I thought I would be doing for 30 years and retire from, I don't have it anymore. And now I don't have my vision pretty much. How do, how, what do I do? Can I, can I, I'm not even thinking about school. I'm like, can I even go back to school? What can I do? Can I find another job or anything like that? So I struggled to that for about four years. I'm like, okay, I'm just going back and forth. What can I do? What can I do? What can I do with myself? And then finally, this year, I went to a, uh, I got with uh, Florida Division of Blind Services, and then they had a training in Daytona. So it's like a rehab. It's like a, I call it a mini university for blind people, pretty much. You go in there, they train you independent living skill, where you can go there, they teach you everything, how to you know manage your you know time, how to pretty much live independent, how to kind of pretty much create a new life for yourself again. So I went to that. I I was there for 90 days, and I built all my confidence again. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And then at that time, I saw people that pretty much had no vision. They were doing it. They were teaching classes, you know. They were out, you know, going to school. They had job. I'm like, okay, I can do this. So after that 90 days, I'm like, okay, 
I'm coming back to UCF and I'm going to finish up my degree. So this is why I'm here. I'm here to pretty much take in my final class and then I will be graduating in December with my bachelor in management. And then from this point on, I will have pretty much started, start over with finding a new job, but hey, I can do it. So the more the story is, I find so many students sometimes they they're working and they're going to school and sometimes it's really hard it's really hard to find the right balance you just have to find the right balance you know 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 when to ask question or ask for stuff and at the end i'm thinking okay maybe i could have x for you know extra time or time off or something like that to take care of myself or you know uh, I, you know get my degree and everything so i didn't do that because i was so concerned about not losing that job so, and after all that, the job that I thought I was going to have pretty much for 30 years, I don't have it. And I don't, I don't have the degree, I don't have any of that. It's just finding the right balance, you know. Learn, you know, what's going on with yourself. Sometimes you think it's just minor, it's, it might be a minor stress or something you're going through in life. But it could be a little bit more complicated from that. Because when I, when I lost my vision 15 years, then, uh, 15, uh, back in 2015, the doctors were just asking me question. You didn't have this feeling. You didn't have no headaches. You didn't have stuff like that. I'm like, well, I was getting headaches every day. <laughs> and then it was a lot of signs that were, you know, out there that I was not aware of. And I wish I would have, you know, take a little time out and say, you know what? Uh, I need to take care of myself. I need to do this. And then, the, and then maybe I wouldn't have the job, but I would still have my vision right now. And I could have possibly get another job. And maybe I wouldn't, I would have got my degree maybe 15 years ago. Now I wouldn't try to go to school as a blind person because it's tough. When you don't have the vision, you know, it's hard to read the material, everything is tough. You have to rely on people to help you out and stuff. So I could have take time to take care of all that stuff and I could still have a decent life. But the job I feel like was, you know, the pay was good, the benefits was good. Everything was good, and I, t I thought I was good. I, you know, everything was really great, and it wasn't. You know, just take you know, just take a little time out to get everything in perspective. Just make sure you get in everything that you get done, because tomorrow is not promising. You know, you may think, okay, I have next year, I have five years down the road, or I have you know ten years. We don't know that. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So just kind of uh, take a little time out when you need to, and just go from there. I think I remember from your um, story. Um, there was one line in particular, which is why you're here, because it really resonated with me. And I, I think it was something like a change in your approach where you were willing to suffer pain now for success later. Yes. Talk a little bit about that for me. It's, it's, it's like, yes, I think, now that you can kind of pretty much, you, you, you put a lot of, you know, life is just tough in general, I think, period, whether you are, whether you in good health or not, you know, it's just, it's just, life is just tough. I think sometimes we just um, overlook stuff and thinking maybe it's just going to get easier tomorrow or easier, you know, down, you know later in life or anything like that. And sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes it's best to just, you know, tough it out, you know, just s 
struggle life is a struggle just you know put in the fight you know put in the time to to do everything that you can and then later on you know you're just gonna everything gonna fall into place you know what i mean everything gonna fall where it needs to be you know because god have a plan for you so you just have to pretty much just um Make all the sacrifice that you can, yes, just to, you know, just to accomplish everything that you need to accomplish and stuff, so. Thank you for that. Contestant number three. Hi, um, I'm Sam Katanko. I'm a senior in the marketing program right now, and so to give a little context to my story, it was my freshman year. I just moved from Denver, Colorado to Orlando, Florida to go to UCF because my family had moved due to my dad's job changing. And so I came here, I didn't really have any friends, I've always been kind of an introverted person who likes to work alone, so I didn't make a lot of friends, and I had a hard time talking to people in general, so I kind of devoted myself to hobbies. And um, I currently had like running, I like to cook, um, drawing, stuff like that, just general things that I just did to occupy my time. And so I decided I probably should get a new hobby, just to fill up more of this college time, because in college I had a lot of free time as a freshman. Uh, gen ed requirements weren't too difficult and so I decided to take up animation which just making pictures move had always fascinated me as a kid so I was like oh that probably can't be so difficult I'll try that and so I downloaded a copy of Adobe Flash uh, CS 5.5 I believe and then I just kind of started messing around with that I already had a little bit of Photoshop experience from high school and middle school and so I just and that translated pretty well over to Adobe Flash and so I worked with that and just began making a few things move around, learning some basic, like, tools and, like, motions to do in animation. I wasn't, like, good at it. I wasn't talented. But I knew, like, the bare basics just to get by, like, how to draw things and how to make different frames and layers, stuff like that. Now, this gave me a lot of confidence because I just thought, oh, well, no one else can do animation. This isn't, like, a common skill, so I must be really good at it because I thought I learned it very quickly. And so... Like, a couple months after I'd started this hobby and just had made, like, a few, like, little animated shorts that were very, very low difficulty to make. Um, UCF was host to a film festival from Campus Movie Festival, which goes around the country at different, like, college campuses and then gives all the students who are enrolled basically a week, um, a, like, a bunch of equipment including cameras, um, laptops with software on it, stuff like that. Just to make a movie, it can be on anything, it has to be five minutes long, and in that week of time, you make your movie, edit it, have everything done, you submit it, and then they have a festival where they pick a couple of winners, they show the top 20 films. It's a great time, a really good opportunity. I'd actually learned later on that my cousin worked for this company at the time. I didn't know that then, but it was a fun fact later on. And so I decided, well, I can animate a little bit, and I know how to use iMovie, so I should be able to make a movie no problem. And so I went there, I was very excited, very confident, I had a script that I'd already written, which was okay in the rules. You could have, like, a script pre-written if you already had an idea down. You just couldn't film or record something beforehand. So I had my script made from high school, just a general idea. And then I signed up for the festival, very excited. I got to that, like, one week of time where I could finally make it. And I'd already, I'm always been a pretty good student and able to work ahead pretty quickly. So I had done all like my coursework ahead of time, everything that I could do. I didn't have any tests for that week, so that was convenient. And so I basically just, every second that I wasn't in class or eating, I was working on this like little short of mine. And I was working like 12 hour days and I'd just like look up and my sweet mates would be like, are you okay, man? I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine, I'm doing great. And my computer would crash, and I'd be like, ah, it's over, I'm ruined. 
and then I'd figure everything out again. It was just a lot of like highs and lows in between that week. And like just it was a mess. In the video, like every scene I'd finish, I'd be like, this is a masterpiece. I'm making like Oscar worthy stuff. It was not. Like it was not good. <laughs> just talent wise, my drawing is not good. The script was weird and wacky. And the only voice person I had was me. I also chose to work alone because I didn't have any friends or anyone else that I could like trust that I wanted to work with. So I did everything alone, including script writing, editing, animating, voice work, all of that. Which is not a good idea because first off, you're alone, so you're gonna have to do a lot of work. And secondly, because there's a lot of there's a lot that you can get in your own head, and when you're working alone on one thing for long enough, no matter what you do, you're going to think it's great, regardless of quality. And so I'd just been working for long hours, doing it all day long, eating, like, pizza every day just because that was the easiest thing to get. And then, like, by that final week, I turned it in, hit that submit button, uploaded my file, and I was just like, that was great. I've done an incredible job. Of course, like, periodically through the process, I'd been saying this to, like, my family and been like, this is great, right? And they're like, yeah, of course it is. Don't really want to, like, tell me it's not because obviously I wasn't in a great place right now emotionally. So they're just like, yeah, you're doing great, champ. You're going to win or something. I was wildly confident submitting it. And then, like, the next couple weeks while I was waiting for the actual festival to begin where they chose the winners, it, like, that time just went by super slow. It was horrible waiting for that. And then I finally got to that time. I called my parents who lived, like, about an hour away in Dr. Phillips, Orlando. And I was just like, hey, come on down. You can watch me, like, win at this movie fest. It'll be great. Ideally, like most filmmakers, I would hope, especially if they're like as inexperienced as I was, would know that they're probably not going to win. They probably don't have a great shot just because they don't have a lot of experience. I didn't have this. I had a crazy amount of confidence, which is very weird for me. I'm not usually very confident in my work, especially when I'm so inexperienced in something. But for whatever reason, this time I was. And I just hoped that I could really do this and nail it. And I called my parents up. They were going to come watch it at the festival. I'd worn a suit, which was, like, maybe only the third time I'd ever worn a suit. So that was fun. Um, and we just went to the student union where they're holding the festival. And they're showing the top 20 films. And then, like, the top three were would win a prize. And then the top one film would go to, like, a special festival they held in Atlanta. And so I was like, okay, I might not get, like, top three or be, like, the first place film, but I'm certainly going to get top 20. Like, there's no way I won't. I'm at least that good. And then they started showing all the films, and each film passed, and none of them were mine. And then we kind of got to the end, and I was like, oh, I guess I didn't win. And I just kind of went back. And my parents were like, hey, your video was still great, and we're really proud of you, and you did really good that's great and I was like yeah I did it I guess and I finished and I was very very saddened and just kind of depressed about this whole event that I'd worked so hard for and just achieved nothing and just I was very in yeah it was just a hard time in general fortunately because I was such an introvert I had a lot of time to think about this and reflect on what I'd done and I kind of came away with that First off, I wasn't very good at animating or, like, making videos or writing stories at that point. That was just something I had to accept. Of course, I also had to accept that, um, generally, I worked alone and I did everything by myself, which was not a good move. 
it was just I definitely need to work on my teamwork skills and working with others because working alone is great for some things but especially for something like creating art you want to do it with other people and I also concluded that um jeez uh, what was that I had another thought that was important but I can't remember at the moment but it was probably important uh, and yeah generally um, I know I could have done a better job now at this point because I've continued to work on my video editing skills and animation and I've gotten a lot better but I'm still glad I did this just because it taught me a lot about having to work with others and to like know your limits and to just work hard but always understand that you might not be the best so you haven't given up on your dream there uh, Is not that right? as no I'm definitely would never go into professional animation yeah. as like a job but I still do it on the side just for kicks I actually had an internship last summer where they let me do a video for them as like a promotional thing and I got to do that so that was a great experience okay so each of you and this kind of happened I think this happened by accident really kind of represent a pretty large segment of our student population so your what I would consider to be our um, one of our FTICs who um, grew up in a very traditional kind of way, uh, maybe with a few of those helicopter parents. Um, also, you're my producer, Josh. You should know this. <laughs> also a UCF student. <laughs> Going forward, um, you've touched on this some, but... If you could speak to your people at UCF who, who are out there, who are like you, um, what would you tell them to do differently maybe we, than they're doing now? Are we talking about introverted people? Or? Yeah, well, you're kind of the high achiever, yeah, introverted, kind of book smart, FTIC kind of kids that we get a lot. My, my other two have a little more worldly experience, so we'll come back to that in a minute. Um, what would you tell them? I guess I'd just say that um, it's important when you go into a project, definitely understand what you're getting into and just always know what you can do for now. And maybe you're not happy with that, but that's okay because you can always constantly improve. I'm a big believer in that. Like, if you can't do something now, you can probably do it later if you just continue working at it because you'll always get better even if you do horribly the first time. Thank you. We call that a growth mindset, by the way. So Patrice, you're um, representative of a very large percentage of our students who both try to work a full-time job and go to school simultaneously. I think the average college of business student by the time they're a junior works 30 hours a week. You're, you're very much in that category. Um, Give them a little more advice based on your experience. You touched on this quite a bit, but if you had to summarize it in a few sentences, what would you tell them? I will tell them uh, definitely uh, I'm not here to discourage you on, you know, do the best that you can do at your jobs, you know, put all the time and everything. But at the same time, think about your education also, because if for some reason you end up losing their job, you're gonna need your education to fall back into. It's just not work experience, not not sufficient enough for you to say, okay, I'm just gonna move up to move on moving on to the next job. You're gonna need your education, you know, you wanna make sure you're in good shape also. Cause if you're not healthy then nothing else really matter. Cause if you're not, you know, 
uh, at the end of the day, you know, somebody going to be in line to take your position or we, you, you just think of it, you replaceable, you know, just think of it like that. Just make sure you spend as much time as you can with your job. Also spend time with your family. Definitely get your, keep, stay on track with your education because you're going to need it. Thank you. Your turn. Uh, I would say don't be afraid to take a challenge. Uh, if you fail, look at it as experience and learn from it and keep growing. So let's, let, one last set of questions here. I want to go around the table and just, where are you headed? What's your dream going forward? Uh, when you leave UCF, what do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to continue studying, but my end goal, hopefully, can be in the Senate. Ah, politician. Yes. Um, why the political aspirations? Uh, I think there's a lot that needs to be done and people to help and people that are willing to go and help them and be in good faith. So. Wow, thank you, and thank you for your service as well. Thank you for your support. Patrice, where do you want to go? Well, where <laughs> do I want to go? Uh, <laughs> moving forward, I uh, will be done here in December. Uh, hopefully uh, get back in the job market, see if I can, you know, find something. Management, I enjoy managing, you know. Uh, so definitely trying to find something on that track. Uh, uh, possibly down somewhere, you know, sometime. I'm also thinking about maybe start my own, you know, small business also. So there's a possibility there. And then uh, just education-wise, thinking about my master maybe, not right away. <laughs> get my, you know, because right now I have to kind of relearn everything, you know, when you're visually blind, you know, you have to get, a, you, it's, it's, it's a starting over pretty much, you have to, you know, relearn everything. Once I can get my technology, you know, in place and everything like that, because everything now is online, you have to be really good with technology. So definitely thinking about getting a master in business. So uh, that's, that's, this is it for me. Well, good luck to you. Thank you. Last but not least. Um, I guess I graduate in May, which is exciting, and I always want to improve just in my skills in general and just as a person. Uh, I'd like to go use my degree in marketing for something creative, probably going digital media marketing or graphic design, something like that. Maybe even open my own firm someday and certainly get my master's at some point. Uh, maybe you should consider podcasting. <laughs> Th thanks to everyone for participating today. Um, good luck in the final vote. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Failure can be the best teacher. It's not an excuse to be sloppy, unprepared, or overly confident. It's an opportunity for self-examination, a time for reflection that can help you see where your assumptions about yourself or the world let you down. It means nothing if you don't heed these lessons, change your mindset, and pivot. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Learning can happen without failure, but hard lessons are the ones that tend to stick. And it's here that failure can really be a thing. What do you think? Which story struck home with you? You can vote on our failure winner by going to business.ucf.edu failure to cast your vote. Special thanks to my producer, Josh Miranda, and the whole team at the Office of Outreach and Engagement here at the UCF College of Business. And thank you for listening. Until next time, charge on. Internet killed the video star.